welcome to Alter to the Muse. I'm Josh. And I'm Angie. And today's episode is called The Long Schlag. I'm not even sure if schlag is a real word, but I like it. <laughs> it just act- accurately describes the feeling of spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on something and feeling like you're getting nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, so I actually wrote about this recently, but not not the long schlag. I actually wrote about um, the part that everyone really uh, sort of celebrates, and that's the what we call the light bulb moment, the moment where like everything comes together and like woo, you get the great idea, and and everyone celebrates. And what what we don't ever really talk about, and I think is so necessary to understand about those. Um, you know, the things that go into, uh, I don't know, the stuff we use every day and, and just the things that we love is that there are countless, countless hours, sometimes years, actually probably years of just not making the amazing thing that you're <laughs> getting to experience, but making all kinds of other things that didn't quite work as well. Right. And I think it's really important to have that conversation. As you said, we need to talk about it because there's so many things that we don't like to talk about in this culture that are uncomfortable or they're not as shiny and packaged. And I think we do live in a world that likes things. The packaging is important. And the truth is, is that what went into making the packaging isn't always very pretty and shiny. And Right. <laughs> and it's it's messy and dirty and sloppy and... We need to honor that too. Like that's really valuable. Yeah, that's like an environmental uh, sub story we just uh, in, <laughs> Woven put there. into this right here. Uh, go that, Earth uh, Day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Earth year, Earth forever. Um, yeah, I mean, we do. We love the shiny object, and we love the um, we love seeing. You know, like oh, I wish I could pay, play like that. I wish I could draw like that. And, but very few of us say, boy, I wish I put in the time and dedication to develop those skills necessary. It doesn't sound as cool. Right. You know, like um, I've got to go and put my nose to the grindstone every single day so that I can play this beautiful piece of music. Right. I think it's especially true in the music world. And I, I know I've said this before on this podcast is that. If you want to learn an instrument, you got to go through a long period of sounding sucky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It just, you just can't do it any other way. And, and I'm trying to learn Italian right now. And oh my goodness, it is like the same process of just like stinking at it, (laughs) like not being able to, to put together a sentence. Um, And there's just a lot of messy hours. Yeah. And, and, um, and so (laughs) I wanted to wanted to bring up something that uh, you know has certainly floated around the um, sort of different different uh, business worlds where we talk about you know the ten thousand hours needed for mastery, and um, really until you've put ten thousand hours into something, you're you're just scratching the surface, and um, that's a lot of time. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've heard that in a lot of different circles that this was some magical number of Mm -hmm. hours (laughs) uh, that I think you need to put into a practice to even get anywhere at it. And I think it worked out to, 
certain number of hours per week for a certain number of years. It's like maybe five hours a week for ten years or something. Yeah, like they had that. it. They had it all you calculated. You can figure this out, you mathy people. That's right. <laughs> you you can you can you know pull out your calculator app and go to town. And like how many hours per week would you need to do something for right. so many years to really even get to ten thousand hours? Um, and and then I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here too because it's not just that you okay. I could play guitar a certain way for 10,000 hours and never be able to do certain things yeah. on the instrument because I didn't practice those things that I'm not able to do. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I was going to say that I don't think 10,000 hours is enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that you put in a lot of time to get somewhere with something. But you could always be better at it. I mean, that's the truth. And that's not to say that we're never good enough. I think there's two things going on. Like, we are good enough. Right. right. Wherever you are right now is good enough. And there's always more you could do. And that's not to, to make you go, oh, no, it'll never happen. It's to just recognize the truth that it's in constant flow. Right, right. And that, um, and that what we, you know, what we're... Um, you know, what we create, what we make, what we're, um, you know, what we spend our time doing, you know, we might be able to make something at a particular level today. Six months from now, we put in X number of hours doing that same, those same creative processes. We're going to be so many, potentially so many hours improved, right? Now, it doesn't mean that, um, that we can even notice that improvement there's there's a, a thing in sound that um that sound has to has to like like double the amount of like amplification just for it to make a perceptible difference to our ears and um and that that's something that like like is is, is is like a like a 50 watt amplifier has to be like a hundred watts for us to be able to even notice that it went up but it's like it's some calculation and i can't remember what it is um but it, it's like it's like that. It's like there's this there's this massive amount of input, and then you move up just a little bit. Right. <laughs> well, I do feel like that's true in all of the creative works too. Like you spend all this time and you get a little bit of skill, and then like yeah, you put in more time, you can do more. And I think it's again, it's just to pull away from the idea that the end product is the goal. And I think if your end product is your goal, then you want to like maximize your efficiency and get there as soon as you can. And right, right, productivity becomes this assembly line thing. And that, and the truth is, is that's not how creativity works. Yeah, no, not in my world. Right. Well, and also, also that's the difference between between creating what I would call a widget, and and making, um, and making new things right or artful soulful things right there's like it, it doesn't mean that that the, the that the um you know the car that comes off the assembly line wasn't a beautiful design you know but once you've made a certain number right. of them the um right, the first one probably has way more hours behind it that's right that's right <laughs> and then it becomes a stamp and it and it and it doesn't really quite have the same, um, you know. It, it it's it's the difference between um, having a, a a handmade piece of pottery that is essentially unique, because everybody's hand is going to go across the the pottery a different way than than a, a, a 
a machine that creates it, stamps it out, and, and there's the almost imperceptible difference between mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, th you know, the, there's a, there is a difference between those things. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and the, that uh, assembly line process of, um, I mean, it happens. I mean, there's, they, we talked, especially in the, in the music world, there, there, there's an industry, you know, that mm -hmm. creates certain kinds of sounding music that ends up around. And I know that, um, that there are, the, the, um, that there are, are streaming companies that are hiring musicians to make uh, playlists of music of bands that don't really exist or even oh, right. whatever, but they sound a certain way and then they put them on like the exercise playlist and right. They're uh, following certain algorithms yeah. and noticing what kind of sounds and rhythms are popular and then creating music that follows does, that. Yeah, it does that. Sure. And it, it's basically library music for the masses right. that would be used to be like the backdrop to a TV show is now like two hours of your playlist and um, and and that doesn't mean it's a, a, a negative thing. It just means that the that there is a cookie cutter quality to that. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to tease out the word you mentioned, industry, and mm. what is behind like that word, the idea that there is an industry, like industrious. Sounds to me like you wouldn't waste time. Again, that you'd be really efficient. That you are. Uh, working really hard, pushing through perceived limits, and creating some final thing that is massive um, to bring to the world. Right, like, right. Those are the things that come to mind when I hear the word industry, and I don't like that word in use with creativity. Like, if we're talking <laughs> about alter to the muse, like alter the muse, I don't put industrious on the altar <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean there's a certain scale that happens with industry mm -hmm. right that it, that as soon as soon as you get to a place where there's there's like this goal it seems at least in in the west that you need to have your business explode and mm -hmm. everybody needs to have right, it right right and infinite growth it's that idea of infinite yeah growth. and and I wonder, I wonder why that is and why, why we aren't more interested in the niche and the, the, like what is rare. Yeah. And the unique mm -hmm. and the, um, and the, um, and the fascinating, you know, versus the mundane and everywhere. Right. 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 Like, why? Why would I, if I'm driving, and economics are not an issue. Like, it's not the cost of the, of the meal. Why would I choose to stop into a a, a, a McDonald's, for example, when I could stop into a totally unique cafe lunch experience? Right. In a town, like I'm going to visit a new place. Why go to the restaurant I can go to? Yeah, why even travel in the first place? Yeah, why would I travel? Like, if it's going to be the, the same. all the stores are the same. Yeah. And all the restaurants are the same. What's the point right. what of going would, there? I right. mean, even not McDonald's, which is so, like, like there's kind right, of like I'm sorry, a, yeah. yeah but, but I'm thinking of something like McDonald's, right? Okay, like an Applebee's. But like or an or Applebee's <laughs> or an Olive Garden, right? Which is, like, a, maybe a more elevated dining experience. <laughs> but still... 
the same idea that it's cookie right, cutter. Right, right. That the 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 the, the taste of the menu is going to be the same, basically. Or if you go, oh, it's or it's 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 um. Yeah, it, I mean, I sometimes will will throw this out too, where I, I'll talk about um, like the 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 difference between like a like a Coca Cola, right? Which is a fine soda; people can enjoy it. It's what fine, whatever. But it's not a unique soda because right. it's everywhere. Right. Well, that's the whole idea behind like the local handmade like like craft beer pops to mind. Right. Um, you know, there's there's like craft sodas popping up in our in our general store down the road yeah you know and so to me that is way more interesting and way more creative than mass producing the same thing for that idea of productivity for right. industry and productivity right. and so there comes a point right where that that little niche soda company is doing their thing and then the big company comes <laughs> in and looks at them and go mm, they're cutting into our market share we need to buy them and then we distribute them. Right. And now, tying back to this idea of the long schlog, though, yeah. for those small companies, like that's like the moment where like yeah. they might feel like that long schlog, all those hours mm -hmm. leading up to that moment, like mm -hmm. was for that. That's right. So then you have to ask yourself, like, are we doing it for the money? Like I'm thinking about Michael Franti's song. Are we doing right. it for the love or for right. the money? Right? right. Like, what's going on uh, behind the surface? And that's a that's a funky space, right? And I think there's a balancing point. And I'm always saying you got to get clear on your values as a maker. Like, yeah. are you just doing it for the money? Like, I mean, come on, folks. If you just want to make a lot of money, I'm not sure that this is the right creativity in the arts is the field, right? Not to say that you couldn't, but there are faster ways to do it. Absolutely. I'm internet vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain. I'm certain that you can make a fortune. <laughs> right, or like diet products, or I don't know, something like that. But are you are you doing it just to sell to the big company and make your billions dollars, or are you doing it because you really have a love of putting something out that niche idea? Yeah. Well, and to turn it back to that sort of undercurrent environmental talk that we were getting into with the word. Um, and, and the earth of forever and everything. And, right, the packaging, right? Because as soon as that big company buys you, you just in, took on all of the responsibility of that big company and the impact environmentally of your product right. on the world. And, and when you were a small company, when you were a niche thing, you had a little bit more, hopefully a lot more, not maybe 100% control over how that works. I mean, we just listened to that um, interview with Maggie Q on the Rich Roll podcast, which if you're not listening to that, you probably should. So there's a plug for Rich Roll podcast. <laughs> um, but um, but she was she's making, um, their, their company's making clothing. sportswear, mm -hmm. clothing, right? That's made out of completely recycled ocean Plast plastics. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're taking plastic out of the ocean you know, the trawling for That's plastic. That's the only thing they're sourcing. That's right. It's only, the only yeah. source for plastic for them is literally the East Coast right. plastics. And, and and she was saying how much more difficult it is mm -hmm. to run a company like this, like a yeah. company that's trying to be really responsible. He said the margins are... Yeah, they're not as good. They're you not know. as good. There's a lot more money to be invested. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a fast fashion. It's not fast cash. Right. But she's trying to put something out that has high value, right? So she's really clear on her values around her her offering that she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you take the time, 
right, to create things. And as your as it grows, as your brand grows, as your as your your reach grows, as that as that thing happens, and then we have these various light bulb moments. We have these moments where you end up somewhere and you have this like, whew, now you're the big thing, whatever that big thing is. There, there really has to be, I think if you don't have your values in line, you know, you don't have your, um, you know, you don't have the, the, your message clear, you don't know where you're going, then, then it really can, can end up being kind of, it can be really damaging. Yeah, you get lost in the weeds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that the values are the compass, right? They are, you have, I think that's so important to sit down and be like, what's important to me? What's important? What do I want to bring to the world? What am I trying to hold ethically? And when you're clear on that, then your other decisions become a little easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if 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 your if your goal as a company, you know, going to grow, I'm going to have employees and I'm going to pay them a living wage. Well, and if that's that's like a, a non-negotiable, then that that impacts everything that you're going to do. And getting clear on the values makes that long schlag worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's like I'm spending time doing this work, and it seems like it's taking forever. Whatever right. it is to memorize that piece of music, to right. learn this instrument, to become a new, be, become a sourdough bread baker, <laughs> um, right? It takes a lot of time to figure those things out. It's worth it because, because the the slow food idea is important. Right. You know those those things that are important to you are front and center. Yeah. And and I want to also talk about the idea of self care mm. and the idea of the long schlag because. Taking care of ourselves is sort of the antithesis to productivity and industry <laughs> and capitalism, quite frankly. Like, it's not valuable. There is no financial value to you being cared for, necessarily, unless there's a study to prove it improves productivity. <laughs> right, right, right. It, the, the, <laughs> right. the idea that, uh, you know, I, I think I would, I would love to put it to the test that the more time that you get to spend with your friends and family would make your time at work more productive. Right. More productive in that that maybe your thinking is clearer, you know, how you move through yeah. different tasks is maybe clearer, more efficient. And it's not to say that you are pushing to just get as much out of you as possible. Like when I'm working, I actually build in my downtime. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this now. I can't do any more. You know, I get to a certain time in the day where I just can't do any more work and I just need to change gears, I'll go for a walk, whatever it is. And and I think that's that idea of self-care. And, and sadly, we have to stand up and take care of it for ourselves. So I don't want to press the idea that the long schlag is the way you got to go, right? right? Like, what I want to say is, like, recognize that you have to put in a lot of time and that's just part of the process. And then in, in, in along with that, you need to stop and take care of yourself and spend time yeah, and, and with family and whatnot. And one of the things that, that has come up for me recently is, you know, people will be, will be working on, on, on things in lessons. And, you know, they're, they're, they'll know that they're getting better, but they're not 
but the but the but the week to week improvement is hard to see. It's almost like you have to look back at yourself like six months and go, this is where I was six months ago. Look at where I am now. And it's like, wow, look at those gains, right? That that um that that show up in, in the workout world and um and look at what we can do, what we can play. But you don't see that when you're in it. You know, it's like you're you're in the weeds and you're and you're just working. And that time is is necessary you know just to get good at what it is you're doing and you have to be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. if the various plateaus that you're trying to reach those various goals you're trying to reach you didn't quite get there when you said you were gonna like i'm gonna be able to you know play eruption by eddie van halen like at the end of six months and i'm just starting guitar today you know it's like yeah you might be able to do that but you know what? It's okay if you don't quite make it in six months. Right, right. You know, would it? Think about how long it took Eddie Van Halen to get to the place where he could write "Eruption." And what makes you think that starting from scratch, you're going to be able to just copy it exactly after only six months of time? You know, the amount of technical mastery that he had to achieve just to compose it and record it, so you could enjoy it, and then say, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to figure that out and after I haven't even played ever. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like, huh, well, if anyone could do it, then they would. And the truth is, is that anyone can do it, but they have to put in the hours. Yeah. And maybe what we're saying is that you need to make friends with the long schlog. Yeah. Right? Like you need to be in good relationship with it. Yeah. And I always think yeah. everything comes down to right relationship. Like... What is, how am I engaging with this and, and where are my boundaries? Right. It's really all about relationship. And, right. And so understanding that it's going to take you time. Yep. And a lot of time, probably more time than you thought mm-hmm. <laughs> or more time than you planned. And that's okay. And it's okay when you need to take a break and step back and refocus. That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, it really is. I mean, that's really it. That's the. That's the message is, is give yourself, you know, give yourself the, the, the space and care to recognize that it doesn't all happen overnight and that, um, it might not even happen over the next year <laughs> or a decade, it, you or know, a lifetime. Yeah. But if it's, if it's valuable to you, it won't matter. No. Because well, it's the process that'll matter. Yeah. So I, I got asked once, this was probably 15 years ago, you know, ran into somebody I went to high school with and said, oh, are you still playing guitar? And I'm like, like the question marks were like running around in my head. Like, do you like, know him? <laughs> yeah. Am I still breathing? <laughs> like to me, that was like, am I like, I can't even imagine a life where I'm not like, like who cares whether or not anyone likes anything I'm playing. Mm-hmm. That isn't why I play. Right, right. And so it... If it, it was just you and your guitar on an island. Yeah, I would just be <laughs> me and my guitar on an island playing and singing. And Maybe I'd, a coconut. Right, I'd play for the coconut, in fact. You know, hopefully there'd be some food. It's not some weird deserted island. <laughs> if you had to be on an island. Right, right. And all you could have was a coconut. <laughs> and a guitar. Would you still play guitar? Yes. I wouldn't use the guitar to smash open the coconut. <laughs> Just letting, just putting that out there right now, everybody. 
Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah, I think we should probably <laughs> I end. think we covered the long schlock. We sure did. Yeah, let us know. Like, is there something that you've been working on that seems like it takes forever and you're not getting anywhere? Or, right. or did you pick something up and, like, you got it? Like, sometimes that happens. Let us know. What are your yeah. thoughts about this? Yeah, exactly. Have a, And until next time, thanks for listening. You have been listening to Alter to the Muse podcast, a production of Jai Studios, LLC. Visit us at altertothemuse.com for more.